KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. Lots to break down in our weekly look at the American economy as we check in with economist David Fiorenza. We talk jobs numbers, we talk oil, and we talk much, much more. Give a listen. So let's start by talking the jobs report, non-farm payrolls up 194,000. Anything up is good, but people were expecting half a million. The unemployment rate did drop to 4.8%. What do you make of the jobs report we just got today? Well, uh, Matt, let me go back to what the economists were expecting, 500,000. I like to ask them, why are you expecting 500,000? Where are you getting that figure from, Matt? Not you, but the economists. I I was looking at maybe a quarter of a million. Uh, so we're not far off, you and I, at looking at 194,000. However, if you take the job gains in August, they revised that up by 131,000. So if you add the 194 and the, and the 131, well, heck, you're well over 300 at this point, which is, I think, is still a pretty good number. I'm happy with that. I don't know why... The economists are overshooting the numbers week to week, especially when it comes to unemployment, too, when you and I talk about that every week. Yeah. And I mean, we are still dealing. It kind of sometimes doesn't quite feel like it, but we are still dealing with this Delta variant and life is still not completely back to normal. And I think we've, we've talked about this ad nauseum the last couple months that we're the econ- it's going to be kind of this all over the place. And, and I think this is another example of it. Oh, it is, Matt. And I think just take a drive around to all the SEPTA parking lots and they're still not filled or not even half filled. I mean, they're better than what they were last year. And to me, that's an indication people didn't either go back to work or they're working from home or they're working part time schedules. Our first time jobless claims actually um, is good this week. I mean, it fell again. We're down to pre uh, pre, I'm not pre-pandemic. We're down to pandemic lows, which is not bad if you're in the 326,000 range. I'll take that a little over 300,000. Okay. And you know what else is continuing? The fact that the total numbers have fell, which they call the continuing claims that continues to fall. And that's a good thing. I think we expected the fact that we were going to get out of this pandemic and it was just going to shoot up through the the markets. We're going to shoot up and everything was going to be fireworks, cotton candy and, and pony rides. It's not that it, this is right. It's Delta variant. Let's wake up. It's still around Matt. And also I think something that people don't appreciate that is holding the economy back is childcare. What I mean by that is, a lot of places closed during the pandemic and haven't reopened. A lot of these places are struggling to find workers. So if you can't get somebody you trust to watch your kid, it's hard to go back to work. Like I I really feel like this just gets lost in a lot of the punditry and a lot of the discussion that the, the childcare is a serious, serious issue. That's, holding the economy back. It is, Matt. I'm so glad you brought it up again. This is reality about childcare, whether the, our um, Republicans and Democrats and Libertarians and Independents want to talk about it and the House and the Senate, I think they need to address it. I think our state legislatures need to address it. I'm not saying they have to pass over-regulation and laws 
Let's talk about it. Let's get that open discussion. Let's see what the costs are. Let's see if something can be done. Let's see the companies come forward. I can recall in the early 80s, companies coming forward and having childcare at their businesses. And it wasn't just one day a week, take your daughter or son to, to work, but it was childcare at the businesses as a perk. They, and I don't see as much of that anymore. Uh, this is a big concern of mine. I'm so glad you brought it up. This will not go away. It needs to be addressed. While the jobs report wasn't what a lot of people hoped, uh, good news, wages continue to go up. Uh, I think it was 0.6% year over year. Uh this is a good thing, and I think we were talking off the air. We keep talking about the worker shortage. It's a supply and demand situation. You need workers. Guess what? Maybe 11 bucks an hour or whatever isn't doing it. Got to jump it up. It is. It's all about supply and demand. We've talked about it on the air, off the air. We've brought it up numerous times in the last 18 months. I had a great discussion with at least a dozen municipalities in the tri-state area, and the public sector is used to be a job you'd always want and you, because it was a nice job, it was a secure job. Uh, in the part-timers, they're not getting part-time help to do various projects uh, on the roads and the leaf projects, the parks. They're finally coming around saying, well, you know what? If all these other companies are paying $15 an hour to to, to make tacos and to, and to make hoagies, uh, they better start raising their wages from 11 to 12 to 15 and even 16 to attract people, which could end up being a full-time job one day. Remember, our labor force is getting older. As older people retire, you can slip those part-timers right into full-time if you have to. I think it's a great thing. And that's another reason why I see people retiring is because they're saying, you know what? I saw what the pandemic did to my family. I saw what it did to friends. I think it's time for me to, to cut out and retire. And that's why you're seeing the labor force participation rate decrease. We're waiting next week. Uh, next Friday, we will get the retail sales numbers. Uh, what do you think we're going to see? I think you're going to see good numbers, even though we hear about uh, the ships at the ports and and the fact that things are not um, being delivered to the stores. Finally, these huge companies are saying to, them, to themselves, hey, why don't we buy our own ships and why don't we have our own workers deliver these items if we if, if the, the ports and all cannot do it themselves? Finally, they're saying that I think we're going to have a great Halloween. I think it's going to be one of the biggest ones ever for spending. People are buying for Christmas already. Uh, I think the fact that you see people at football games and you, basketball will be starting up soon for college battle. I think it's going to be a very good fall season. I believe retail sales will be good. I think it's going to continue into next year. I just hope that the Federal Reserve can get, get with the program a little bit more. They've been doing well and take a look at the fact that we talked about inflation. If they just raise the interest rates uh, um, 0.125 or even a quarter percent, they can curtail a little bit of that inflation that's hovering around 5% at this point. I wanted to talk a little bit about oil. Uh, what is it? West Texas Intermediate Crude. Is that like the benchmark? I don't know what I'm talking about here. I'm just reading it off. But it topped 80 <laughs> bucks today for the first time since 2014. What are we seeing here with oil? Because I, I, in my area, the gas prices, which is how in my mind I – is the chain reaction I draw from oil have remained relatively steady for months. So what are we seeing here? Well, I, I've always talked about this and a lot of my economist uh, friends have always poo poo what I've said. I 
think a lot of this is not driven by supply and demand. I think it's driven by Wall Street. I think a lot of the oil is bumped up. They take advantage of a situation such as a Hurricane Ida and other things. And they're saying, oh, goody, goody, goody. Let's drive that price up. Let's get those profits going. And that was always my concern um, for years about oil, the price of oil. And has it increased since January? Sure, it has. Uh, Again, a lot of it's driven by the fact that you have, you know, Ida, other storms knocking out the Gulf region down in New Orleans and all the places around there. But some of it's, I really do think, driven by uh, profits and greed. I said it. It's out in the open, Matt. What are some other things uh, you are keeping an eye on here as we dig into the month of October? Well, as we get through the, the Halloween season, uh, I think I'm going to be taking a look at a lot of your counties and municipalities to see how their budgets are doing and see um, what they're going to be doing next year with all the big projects for the American Recovery Act uh, that came out throughout the United States. A lot of places are starting to gear up and they're doing their infrastructure projects. So you may see some delays if you're traveling along uh, the Schuylkill Expressway or other places in your local towns in the tri-state area in Jersey and PA, talking to a lot of uh, civil engineers and talking to a lot of uh, finance directors and town managers. And they're saying they're gearing up. They're getting ready. They want to spend this money because they want to show the federal government that if we spent this money come next July, another wave is going to be coming around. Remember, that American Rescue Act was a two-year period of time, meaning you get your first lump sum of money this past June or July, and the next one will come next year, and you have until 2026 to spend it. So we're going to see a lot of activity in the public works areas throughout the tri-state area, and I think that's a good thing to the Jersey Shore, to the Poconos, to the Delaware Shores, to even the city of Philadelphia. You're going to see lots of good infrastructure projects. That's Matt. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.